Welcome to episode number 37 of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, and I write for the Disney Hipster blog. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew. Hi. And this week's cohorts, Jamie and Keith. Hey. What was that? Polis. I didn't know what the call is. That's awesome. I think he was pretending. That sounded fake. On today's show, we're going to be uh, reviewing the Peter Pan Blu-ray and talking about Peter Pan in general. But before we get to today's main topic, we're going to do the news. It's the top five pieces of the news this week. Which one will you choose? It's the top five pieces of the news this week. And the other four might lose. So number five. Or number four. Oh, you have five? I have five. Number five is Tony Baxter... Pretty much retires, at least part-time retires. People are very upset about this. We've seen uh, an uprising of Tony Baxter's army on Twitter. I'm sick of those. I'm kind of sick of it too. It's really well. It just makes it hard for me to tell who's who anymore. Yes, I recognize my friends on Twitter based on their avatars. Seriously, right? Yep. Why everyone changed their avatars? Yeah, to like Tony Baxter's army. Now I don't know who the hell I'm talking to. I know. It's really a lot of people. It's hard. Mm To figure out who I'm talking to. Well, I'm sure that'll work. Somebody unfriended me with one of those things, and I thought it was an actual like friend that we used to talk to, and I got really upset. Mm. But it was some asshole that, that I didn't care about. <laughs> what? No, I don't get why are people so terribly upset about it. It's, like people I don't retire. Know, he did a lot of great things that people loved, and he was like one of the last really old school Imagineers, you know. Yeah. I'm he's, fine with being sad, but yeah, but I mean, he's gonna retire. I mean, yep. come on. And there's a point where like people artisticness starts to fade and younger people need to take their place. I doubt that that's even the case. From from what I understand, what almost every other podcast insider reporting is that he was kind of bullied out by more new school Imagineers and the company wanted to go in a different direction as far as like the process of making new attractions and things like that is concerned. Mm-hmm. And he is, again, super old school. You know, lots of research and development way before anything starts to get off the ground and that's but you how it have to be. have that mix. I mean, if yeah. it's all new school and there's nobody there that's that's standing yes. up for the old school, you know? Yes. You have to have somebody who's going to kind of bring you back. So you wanted him there until he died? No, but Because it's either it retire hurts. or die. Those are the only two. Retire, fire, or die. Those are the only way But then ready. all of a sudden it becomes a room of just new people. Yeah. yeah. You know? But that's well, what, that's what it is now. There's, I mean. I'm sure there's a new crop of Imagineers that... Tony inspired and mentored, and I bet that towards you know when they get to retirement age, it's going to be a whole role reversal, and they're going to start talking about yeah. how great Tony was, and then there right. will be a revival of that well, kind of mentality. There's something that went on, I think, a lot in the past, and Tony Brax was probably one of the last few big names, but people knew like the main Imagineers' names and were really, really into them. And not that people don't know some of the newer Imagineers' names, but I don't feel like it's the same. The problem, sort of the problem with Imagineers now, not that it hasn't always kind of existed to some extent, but the new Imagineers, 
oftentimes work for other companies in addition to working for Disney. Yeah. Well, th that's exactly it. There's more competition, they more outsource and hire people for specific projects. Walt, because he didn't care because it was his company, would just hire as many people as he wanted and keep them on payroll. Mm -hmm. And just be like, I don't care mm -hmm. if they're just goofing off and doing right. stuff that's not making any give money. Us one good idea yeah. like, that kills yeah. in, the, in the three years that I'm paying them. Sure. It's worth it. The yeah. funny and thing is they were more fruitful then. But with the corporation that Disney is now, it's going to kind of be nickel and dime and bringing money back to the shareholders. So if they're like, oh, we just keep this person on to like come up with random projects along with these oh, other yeah, hundred people, gonna, that, yeah, that's not going to fly. Not gonna fly. It so that, like that less on yeah. retainer. Yes. Imagineers just kind of sitting in the wings, developing ideas for fun. Right. You know, they don't do anything for fun anymore. No. Now it's yes. Sales. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, they're going to pick a project green light it with money and stuff and make sure it's tied into some sort of marketing potential or something mm -hmm. like that and how we end up with stuff like Avatar. And then they're just going to go to the Imagineers or hire some from outside and, and say, do figure it. Figure out something that is a ride for this property, yeah. is a show based on this, yes. and, and go with it. I, I think really, we'll very few original concepts. I think it's a sort of a pendulum, just like, you know, any sort of like pseudo-political anything, mm -hmm. is that it's going to get like this for a while where it's making money, making money, making money, branding everything, using outsider ideas, then eventually people are going to get sick of that and it's going to swing back to creative original content. Well, I really think so. It depends on in charge. That's my issue with Disney buying all these properties and, you know, dating back Pixar, Star Wars, everything. Is Disney going to go out of their way to develop, in the theme park specifically, something that's completely new, that hasn't been tested through a movie or a show or a webisode or a game? Yes. Is there ever going to be anything in the parks no. that is Right now it doesn't feel like that. I don't think so. Not under... I hear. That seems gloomy. But it's you never. if you get a different sucks, kind of CEO right? in... Totally sucks. I'm very disappointed. Like, yeah, a, like a ride that's based on a completely new idea. Can you was the last one? Everest? Well, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. That's the last good one. I'm surprised with Lasseter in that he isn't kind of forcing that because he's the one really trying to enforce that investment investment in characters is where it is yes. you know and that's why it's like okay maybe that that stop motion animation will only make 20 million dollars and it's not really worth it in the short term it is in the long term because then we'll have those characters right and that was what made disney obviously successful and the same thing for the, a lot of those original ideas is they were able to take you know an attraction which drew people to park and made money but then turn that on its on its head and make films or whatever you know, with Between the Pirate films, and now they're going to have the Big Thunder TV show and the Tomorrowland movie and all that stuff. So. Is Big Thunder TV show on your list? No. No, is I the guess that's the Tomorrowland movie? You're talking about the Clooney? Yes, Clooney are, is that Are we... Is that... Bradbury. ...been officially... They... they leaked, Yeah, they leaked a Twitter... They leaked, like, a Twitter. I they're starting that, a viral... Like a, like a picture of a yeah. briefcase mm -hmm. that yes. was open. And it seems like it's going to be sort of vintage-y. Something to do with more of the development it's gonna of be the original It's going to be vintage. The original well, was title was 1953. Yeah, yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, but from what I've, and I only know a little bit about that, but it has, oh, not, only knows a bit. has yeah. not been confirmed whatsoever. Yeah, no. I mean, but Disney not... started their viral right. marketing right. campaign. Which they suck at. Which they suck at. How have they not hired some 17-year-old kid? Or a 12-year-old kid or a 13-year-old kid. Yeah, exactly. To just explain to them how, how something works. can be organically yeah. fed through social media. Yes. you Because it seems so clumsy. Everything I, every you do is just clumsy. Have, when that Tumblr appeared with the dragon. Oh, oh my God. God. So bad. But you have this audience of people who, like, leak stuff to us. We'll publish Honestly. it. Leak stuff to a million other yeah. people. They'll publish it. Give me an image to put on my Tumblr. Right. And we'll see that shit go viral. Instead, it just seems so weird. Like, yeah. just... Yeah. Again, it's clumsy. force-fed. 
yeah. So so yeah. So so we could jump to that and just we'll we'll throw a five point five. But the Big Thunder Mountain TV show. Yeah, I am not excited about it at all. I'm completely clueless. It's Here. a Big Thunder Mountain live TV action? show. Live action TV yeah. show. On the Disney Channel? On or ABC? Probably ABC. ABC. It's an ABC. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be a one-hour drama? Yes, and I'm wondering, and it's, it's yeah. going to survive, it's going to, it's it's basically about somebody. It's about somebody like who uproots their life from, I think, the big city, like moves out west, you know, to a mining town, and the town is ruled by Barnabas T. Boolean. Well, it's ruled by someone. I well, think it's yes. more, it's kind of mysterious. It's probably going to be tied into the yes. storyline they're adding to the chart. Oh, please. I hope that it's good. I hope it's awesome. Is there any chance it will be anything short of just cringeworthy and just douche chills watching yeah. it? Is there yeah. any douche way? Chills. You know, but see, Disney is weird like that because you just never That's know. No. Because they, they branch up to so many people that if they put it in the right person's hand, it could be a pretty decent You're show. You're right. You're right. But, but I it mean, most likely it will be cringeworthy. But like Once Upon a Time, which Andrew watches, it's kind of cringeworthy, but it's kind of watchable. It's totally cringeworthy. Worthy. It's the worst show on television, but it's also my favorite show on television. What? <laughs> Dakota just blew through the entire first season on Netflix, and I mean blew through the it. The first season is great. It was 22 episodes. They're an hour long, so it's 44 minutes of content. Yeah, yeah. She got through it in less than... A 24 hour I did period. the same thing. Yeah. I was in and out of the room while she was watching it. To me, it seemed like they were shoehorning every single fucking character mm -hmm. under the sun. Mulan is on this show. They did. <laughs> Seriously? Mulan show. Yeah. Mulan is on the show. It, She's best friends with Aurora. Yeah. So it's it some seems crazy a little, shit. but it, it almost works in spite of its awfulness, or maybe totally. because of its awfulness. I think a mix. And I think a mix. But Big Thunder? Really? Yeah. I rolled my eyes at Pirates. Really? That's the only yeah. thing I'm going to say. Yeah. After Country Bears, after Haunted Mansion, I rolled my eyes at Pirates. And then look at that. And the first movie is genuinely good. Yeah. So maybe there's a small chance that this uh, Big Thunder show is going to be good. Unless it it's has the look and chance. feel small of like chance. Deadwood. I just don't. Yeah, if they make it if very make serious. If they make it gritty and real like that, that would be awesome. But that's not going to happen. It's, it's not. It's going to be shiny. Right. All right. Ugh, uh. family dramas. Go. <laughs> All right, uh, number four, standalone Star Wars films, Ugh, pretty much announced. Messing yeah, they're really they're messing it up. I thought with the with the travesty of the prequels that Disney could only bring the brand up into the positive, but so far there's been nothing in the four months that's made me happy. And there is so much speculation on Twitter. I mean, there, Twitter is exploding every time they announce anything about Star Wars because just like there's huge Disney fans, there are die-hard Star Wars fans. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Star Wars they, fans are crazy. They, they are not, Because they've been shit like, on for 15 years now. Yeah. They are... They're insane. Well, like, Disney... I still think I'm in the school that if Disney makes enough movies, some are bound to be decent. That thing, so is that was, what we're doing? We're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping some <laughs> of it sticks? Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Yes. We're just hoping we can get one decent yes. idea or film That's what I'm hoping for. Out of the... I think that's the best you could do with Disney. I was just talking to like a friend of mine who's not a Disney nerd, but a nerd in general about it too. And he feels the same way. Like he what like JJ Abrams and he loves, 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 he's a huge Star Trek fan and loves his Star Trek movie. Like I just rewatched that. The and, other day. Yeah, and he's like, I'm like, it's not gonna age, but well, whatever. But he was like, it just seems like you're giving him both franchises. He's like, no one should have that much power. And then he mentioned what you mentioned on our live pod podcast was Ben Affleck. He wished he would have went with Ben Affleck. But anyway, but 
I think in general they could overkill. They could kill the universe. Yep. The reason people the movies do so much and they're kind of guaranteed to at least the first ones to make a ton of money is that people just don't get to see new ones and really are eager to be back in that universe. Right. But if they keep pumping out crap and everything is kind of prequelish or shiny or well, the whole property it is at be. its, it's, at its yeah. lowest right now. Yeah. It can't get worse. I don't think the property can no. can be can be brought down any further. It's as low as it can go because even fans hate most of what's happened for the last Yeah, but the worst thing that could years. happen is like a lateral move, like buying, well, that's the thing. spending four yeah. million, but I didn't million think dollars were, then not doing anything. I didn't think that they were going Making lateral. Movies, but really not doing going, anything. They should concentrate. They should take all of their resources and concentrate on one fucking movie right now. Get the best yeah. filmmaker, the best screenwriter that they can get, the most talented cast, the most talented practical effects, everything. Just concentrate on one film. And if that comes out and it's good and everyone loves it, then you have carte blanche to do whatever you totally. want. Totally. You could make a fucking Mace Windu movie, Jabba, Yoda, Han Solo. Make a movie just on them building the Millennium Falcon because at that point you bought so much cachet. Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. I think but that make you're right. that kick-ass film first before diluting the pool with forty-six movies in a seventy-month period. I yes. think if they could get through the first three and then do the side ones, I know they're talking about like you said, staggering them. I'd heard that it's going to be yeah. I think after those three come out, then doing the sort of I don't know what are we calling them sidekick movie. They're I mean they're not sidekick side character. Yeah, movies, but if they do them in a completely different style, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like a different style, different feel, like making some much more serious, some much more funny. It's sort of like how they did with the Avengers, how all of those movies are totally different. No, right. but they're you not know? different. But there, they? there's, no. there's, there's, there's different diff feels. There's no, not really. Some of them are a little kind more. Of. I, think, I think they are. But they, they try hard to make sure. I feel sure like Captain America feels so different no, than but like Cap Thor. Yeah, Captain America did, but Captain America was, was was period, and then they moved them like present day. But it right, really didn't right, change, right. it just was the setting changed. Oh, I thought that but was... But they the also need to blow them up in the park, too. You but know? they're, well, they're going to do know that. What? You know what? Don't. I'm, if, if this is what they're doing with the films, I don't want them to touch the parks right now until mm -hmm. I see what they're doing with the films. Because if they overlay 30% of even a shitty park like Hollywood Studios... Yeah with something that everyone hates right now, and it's a love-hate relationship, even with the biggest fans, if they blow up a quarter of the park, and then put something in that will just anger people more, you're, you're, you're gonna do even more damage to a park. Bottom line, original films, the original Star Wars, yeah, they're, they're timeless, and they are always mm. gonna be beloved. Yeah. So, I think you're but right. But they're not you know, doing something based on the original trilogy. But that's not what they're they going to do. do. But they do, do that in the park. Show yeah. that presence in the park. But, that, not, but that's the exact problem, is that the, the original films are like artsy and practical, and they're not action films, mm -hmm. which is like what George Lucas forgot, forgot in the second, in the, the, the prequels. And I think that's the same thing, and that's why I'm kind of afraid of J.J. Abrams doing it. Is that it's gonna be like a crazy CG I did not effect? Not direct. I am for. I, I can't not. even focus my energy but, but forget on even that. a specific thing yeah. at this point. I'm just really disappointed with everything I've heard about since whatever it was, October 30th. Yeah. Yes. I think so. we're going to get a presence in the park. Do you know what I think we're gonna get? Something like the Mad Tea Party. I honestly think so at the studios and something at sort of cheapish. So, like a fucking like dance party with like special drinks and a DJ. Oh God, help me! I, pro I promise. So that's all it is. I promise. It's somebody in a costume and that's blue my milk, life. and that's that's all we'll get. Yeah, I promise so, that's what we'll get. You know what? At this point, especially at DCA, me. once the Matt Tea Party's gone, I think it's gonna be Star Wars. Who knows? All yeah. right, number three. 
New paint schemes for buses. <laughs> they're not new paint schemes, I think they're new buses. Whatever, new buses. <laughs> but they look a lot different. Um, I hate them, and I want them to go away. I like I, the old ones with the purple and red. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, they're a little bit sleeker. Have you seen them, Keith? I don't they know. look like they're from the future. I flat yeah. out don't give a shit. They have it. to do something new, though, because those buses, I mean... I I'm, I'm buses, into it. I think they're know? great. And it's, they're sleeker, they're more modern, and the old ones really were like that, I like for me, that bad ones. time of a Disney They match world. the same, they match the, the road signs. They're Maybe the same they can scheme. have outlets so you can plug in your iPhone to charge oh it. Oh my God, if they have that, that would be great. Yeah. I actually, I, the only thing that they could do with the buses that would, that would make me happy is if they cock-punched all of the 23-year-old men who are sitting down while women holding their children are standing up. Oh no, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree. Yeah, I'm gonna make, disagree I too. I make everybody stand up. It ain't my problem. I didn't tell you to get knocked up. I Don't work on my, I work on my feet. Yeah. Those bitches, they're sitting down most of the day. You should get. I don't care if, if it's a pregnant woman. I'll get up. If it's a woman. What about an older, like an old, like a old, like old, a seventy? That's different. Four year old. Yeah, woman. old people. Yes. Pregnant, really pregnant women. Yes. yes. Really but, pregnant. But a regular. Woman, Pregnant. like if Jamie was standing, I probably wouldn't. And I didn't. No, no, but you, I'm saying there's no way I'd get up. But if somebody's holding the child, same playing field, right. then let the child stand, then let stand the on their own. Yes. It's a, it's, no, it's, no, the child's sleeping. Sleeping child leaving the park. You and... know, a sleeping child weighs double the amount. So it could be 20 <laughs> pounds when they're sleeping, yeah. it's 40 pounds that you're carrying. <laughs> And you, you're, you're actually on the bus balancing, you know, a stroller on one side, the diaper bag, and the child, and you're holding on to the You know pole. what? This doesn't affect it's... my life because I don't take the bus. It exactly. Doesn't. So it's it doesn't just... affect my life. I gave but up let's... that seat permanently but to all those, those women. <laughs> you should, every woman you see in the park, <laughs> I gave up that's waiting. No, not in the park, outside of the park when you're yeah. leaving, instead of going to the monorail of the Magic Kingdom, you should make that left and go to the bus. And every woman you sit there, you should say, I'm giving you my seat. Ma'am, I'm giving you my seat. You, you're having my seat. What, I don't get a thank you? Right. A couple of bucks? And three bucks? All right, number two. The new princesses. Oh, with their glittery dresses and their white, white faces. Have you seen these things? No. I haven't. What? They redesigned the princesses for like the general march of the merchandising and that Mulan? kind of stuff. Mulan isn't even Chinese anymore. She's a white girl now. She's a white girl with a white she girl nose. She's Chinese? Well, she's even... Uh, you're so mean. She's not Chinese anymore. They all look horrible. They got rid of Aurora's bangs. They did? And gave her, no. cur gave her like curly layered hair. Curly? No, she looks like she has dreadlocks. <laughs> and Cinderella looks like J. Jolie from RuPaul's Drag Race. She does. <laughs> Callie's gonna lose her mind. Oh my god, they're horrible. Mm -hmm. And they're I all mean, wearing glittery dresses. Pocahontas, white girl. Yes. They're they basically them took them all and leveled them out. So like, you know how like, even though the princesses now and the merchandising are pretty bad, they, they at least harp back a little bit to their sources, like their original sources. Can, now they recognize like, them as oh, they're closer. And you can still now, because Ariel still has red hair. No, you can tell right. they are, but they've leveled them out so they look exactly like they look like they live in the same universe. Yes. And they're exactly. the same artistic style. It's and that horrible. artistic style is blah. blah. Not even blah. It's not even blah. It's bad. But what is this for? Is this this is for some shirts or some? It's, it's all their general uh, like princess merchandising. Merchandise. So it all looks like they went to the same high school. Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly, and they were all very glittery. They're all like dumped in glitter. Beautiful. Yes. The yeah. only ones that didn't so really change are Rapunzel. Kind of stays the same, and 
yeah, Tiana kind of stays the yeah. same, except for her nose is more white now. They're all white. They all got the same nose. <laughs> They're all whiter. But sure, yeah, they took away her and black they, nose. They, 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 they the actually made surgery. her color lighter. They made everyone lighter. If anyone, that family should be suing Disney for that. For that, not the white not rabbit. Not for the white rabbit. Okay, All right, next. and number one. Nescafe is gone. Oh forever. my God, please, we have to restrain him, put him in a straight jacket. I've had an entire week to vent and cry. I actually went to the bathroom at work, locked the door and cried for 10 minutes. Oh I my God. I found about it, I found I about it at work. I got, because the Deeb star broke the news to me, I started crying in the bathroom. Oh so that's God. a big part of my vacation. But let me ask you a question, in all, in all honesty. Yes. Do you like... Do you... Do I like Nescafe? In, yes. In a vacuum, <laughs> if you were to go to a restaurant, would you be pleased to be served that when ordering coffee? No, because it's not coffee. You understand that it's not coffee? Yeah, I <laughs> you, do. I don't recognize it as coffee. Okay. Or good coffee. Right. I don't recognize it as coffee at all. It's a specific... It's a substitute. Much like... The Dole Whip, yes. or or anything else in that regard, you look at it as it, it makes you feel like you're on vacation. That's exactly what I feel like. And then I'm fine with that. Because the thing is, when I'm there, I drink it at the resort. But when I'm at the park, I go out of my way to actually get this Joffrey's coffee, mm -hmm. which is pretty good, especially it's decent their iced, coffee. Their iced coffee is great. And what I like is it seems, and I could be wrong, and, and people might punch me in the face for this, but it seems like are they a smaller? Company? Yeah, because I've been online Disney, to see. I was actually going to see if we can go to the store and buy some and yeah. have some here. But it, it's only available, at least the little bit of research that I did. It seems like it's only available in Florida. You can order it online and they then have you on the fucking store uh, shipping and handling. No, but I'm not saying Disney, but but like in the supermarket. In the yeah. supermarket, oh, yeah. it seems to only be available in Florida. Florida, because it's not bad. I clicked on the you know where can I buy, and it just showed me the Google map of. If they could just keep one Nescafe machine somewhere, like, you know, have it like a specific thing at one of the resorts or something. Like, how, why couldn't they just do that? Yeah. I understand Does that it's not coffee, but it Nescafe is. Nescafe has been in the park? No. It's well, been as far back as I can uh, remember. I remember, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not nearly the coffee snob that Jamie is, but I enjoy good coffee. Yeah. And I know when we, you know, started going down regularly, they did not... In most of the places, you could not get decent coffee. It was the Nescafe. And I immediately turned up my nose to it. I later on appreciated the, you know, kind it's of... it's not coffee. It becomes almost nostalgic in a way. And it's a flavored beverage that the only time I ever have it yes. is at Disney. So when we go down, I generally have it once or twice. Yeah. Now, I'm not crestfallen that it's not in the park, but I can understand you or anybody else saying it kind of sucks and it's something that I look forward to and yes. I only have down there and if yes. I close my eyes and I taste it, it's I know where I am Yes. so I can I can understand It's a very, very specific up. thing and I'd get very resourceful and I would pour a cup of it and I'd put it in my refrigerator and I'd make ice Nescafe for later in the day. It's a big part of my vacation. But, yeah. and as, but as, far, as far as we know, you cannot get it come whenever come or maybe whenever. now. Nope. So in the next couple months, it's going to be gone before we go back. Yeah. Apparently. So, Apparently. I mean, but I mean, so. at the end of the day, you know, I think people are over now, does into coffee because most of the people going down are not repeat guests and not nostalgic. It is and a they're like, very, very small amount of people yes. who will even notice. Yes. It's an even smaller amount of people who will lament the loss of this. Yes. But it's, I feel bad for you and anybody else who sits there and goes, 
Ah, that sucks. I know I'm in the minority on getting really upset about it, but I'm not by myself. Yes. We've had no. a few people on Twitter kind of like reach out because I was getting really upset last night because I felt like I was getting attacked, like, oh, I'm making a joke of it or whatever. Right. And kind of like being ironic or whatever. No, 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 We're no. the fucking Disney hipsters for crying out no, loud. No. But I do love it. And I was appalled the first couple times I went to Disney World and that's what I was given. Appalled. Yeah. But you know what? It grew on me over the last six years. And now I really like it. I think it. you can make a case that this is probably the same as if they changed a color scheme to a resort. Yeah. It's not something that you're sitting there and you're saying, this is great fucking coffee and, and you're an asshole yes. if you don't drink it and fuck you. It's more a case of, this is something that makes me feel like I'm in Disney World. And I appreciate when I'm down there and I enjoy having it because it's, it's nostalgic at this point. Yes. You know, it may be yes. a little soon to call it nostalgic, well, but it's like any background loop, or it's any ride, or it's anything else. Yes. It's something that you only get down there because yes. you don't drink it in your your house. No, I that's what I was just going to ask. Has anyone ever had it from the granules from the store? I never have, and I wonder if it tastes the same. But if I did drink that on a daily basis, a I would start to think it was disgusting, of Probably. course. And B, it, would it wouldn't mean anything for me at Disney World. Yeah. You know? But now the funny thing is, I was thinking, if it does taste the same at the grocery store, like the granules, maybe that's something that I can buy, keep in the house, and have like once a week or once a month or whatever, just to kind of like bring me back there. But I don't think that they're going to taste you the same. You could also bring Nescafe with us on but, trips. Yeah, but it won't. They have machines that The machines that are very specific. It's, it tastes... It's the same reason. It's probably the same thing like a, a can of of Coke does not taste the same yeah. as a fountain not at all. version of not this. It's probably the same kind of thing. And, but, and anybody who who is is affected negatively by this, I feel you know, so bad for because it's something all that of they my, don't get All anymore. of my bad feelings, or some of my bad feelings I should say, will be reversed if Joffrey's offers iced coffee at the resorts. If that, in a refillable mug. If that happens, a big chunk of my dismay will be gone. All right, so I have a question. Because I love I'm interrupt here. I'm trying to interrupt. But do you think this is going to impact price? Now, price like of what? The coffee. So, like, coffee right now is what? Like, two, it's not that bad. It's like $2.79 or something like that. I gotta right? be honest if you with buy you. It. I mean, usually we drink it with refillable mugs. There's already but... Joffrey's at the parks. Just no, there for I, I don't know what coffee costs. You're talking... I'm never walking around and buying only a coffee. Normally, when I drink coffee, it's just in the morning. It's at breakfast time. And it's... I don't know what it costs because I get a bill that, okay. for all the say, say it's like two thirty nine, something like that. It's like two, maybe two seventy nine and three twenty nine for a bigger one, something okay. like that, right? Yeah, probably. On average, obviously, it's not real coffee. Two, they're advertising Nescafe's name all over the place, so mm -hmm. they're seriously probably paying virtually nothing for it, and they want certain margins on it. If they switch to real coffee, one, they're gonna have to, they're paying more because the coffee itself should cost more. Right. Two, they have to pay people to maintain. The coffee Quality, itself, right. like when you're talking like someone at like a busy counter service. So you're talking about not getting a barista as opposed we're to talking just about some coffee swinger. Coffee. Right. Yes, yeah. but not even that, but even in just like a counter service, like the Marora or like, you know, uh, the big things in like mm -hmm. pop or whatever. Is anyone not 100% sure that Joffrey's doesn't make an instant coffee? Because they might. No, no, no. no, no as far the as whole I point, understand, the whole point is them getting away yes. from instant yeah. coffee. So what, someone, they're going to have to pay someone to make coffee all the time. Like I'm sure they could make quite a lot of it. Like they could, you have those big things that like Starbucks uses to make a good amount, but you have people, people fill up coffee pretty quickly and Nescafe mm -hmm. is able to make it on demand as you have to make coffee over and over and over again. So I'm wondering in the long run or even the short run when this goes live, if the price is going to jump 
you know, a dollar. I don't know. And, and, and at one of the lesser popular places that sell coffee is, is the possibility of me buying coffee that is now an hour and a half old. Exist mm. if they're making it in large quantities. Yeah. Let's say the writer stop. Yeah. They're now making it in huge vats. Is it possible for me in the middle of the afternoon, when it's warm, when you're probably not selling a lot of coffee? Is yeah. it possible for me to buy coffee that's been sitting there for 90 minutes or two hours and then tastes like shit? Kind of and I'm paying 4.29. Yeah. Then you got to yeah. weigh your pros and cons. If they sit there and they say we're now using real coffee yeah. and we're going to raise the price 15 percent. Mm. And instead of paying, you know, three twenty nine, like you said, now you're paying four nineteen, and I'm getting coffee that, that is equivalent to what I would get at a gas station because it's been sitting there in the middle of the afternoon. That yeah. would suck as well. And you got to think well, Nescafe or bad coffee. Right. Nescafe, which is its own thing, but totally it's, drinkable it's consistent, and consistent, consistent, consistently consistent, the same. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I think overall, Disney's obviously been trying to move towards food quality which more is than anything. Fine. So, so theoretically, they should be putting timers and stuff you on the coffee. And sure but what's what's going to happen? The first person that waits online for 15 minutes gets in front of the line and says, "Oh, you want a coffee? That's fine. It's going to be another eight minutes." Yeah, that that is going to happen. Then they're going to lose their fucking mind because now it's taking me half an hour to get a coffee. And you know how big queues could get huge sure. for food in Disney World. You add like the prospect of having to brew coffee the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think they'll 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 manage their time wisely. There was probably that. I hope I hope a lot of research put in, and we can joke. Or maybe not joke about how you know it seems like an overnight decision to switch from instant coffee to real coffee. But I would I would hope that they did all this research and they, they it just seems like that because no one saw that coming. Yeah, no one saw that coming. It's a lot. I mean, not it's going to be a lot whisper. of changes for them. Mm-hmm. You know, logistically. I'm just concerned about the resorts. Like I don't care at all about in park because I don't get coffee in the parks. Yeah, pretty much no. ever. I will maybe when there's Starbucks, maybe get a nice coffee every once in a while. As of the last. Four or five years, I have not. Okay. I always get it at the resort. How are they going to manage that at the Mara, where the coffee is out next to the fountain sodas? It's because it's going to be those big brew stations. What, like an urn? Th- no, they're going to brew probably it into probably those like urn. those like things that you pour, like pour coffee. Like they brew into those like the boxes. Right, those big stainless steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. urn. Yeah, yeah, big coffee urns. Yeah. yeah oh, God. Middle of the day, you're going to get shit. Yeah. Unless unless they time it. Like if you go to like Panera or somewhere yes, like that. Yeah, they have like the they, time on the written in yeah. chalk on the urns. And then they replace which it. Is, which is fine. And you don't even the gas stations. If they, can, if they can manage, manage it at a Panera yeah. where there's a lot less people, theoretically, than at like say the Mara, yeah. you know, maybe they could get it going at Disney. There's, hopefully. There's hopefully. I mean, the pessimist in me is sitting there and saying Panera has to do it because if they don't do it, somebody will go to somewhere else. And it's a coffee place. Right. Yeah, essentially. Whereas at the Mara... If you go back to your resort and you want coffee, you're gonna you have no options. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But the and other again, I hopefully I'm just being kind of negative. If Joff- it's iced coffee, I'm super excited. Jeffrey Joffrey's might also be trying to just expand its brand in general. It might be giving them the coffee for next time. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, again, it, it looks to me at least that this is kind of a smaller operation, and it's probably a huge deal for them to now be, except for Starbucks, the exclusive yeah. if I know, coffee just, of Walt Disney World, which is going to be fucking huge. If I could just throw a little piece of advice to whoever's running Joffrey's food stands at Epcot. It's Joffrey. Joffrey. It's Mr. Joffrey. Don't keep don't keep the half and half and milk on the outside <laughs> window, on the outside window at the fucking kiosk in front of Epcot. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I got an iced coffee there once 
on this last trip. You're or talking the, about by Universe of Energy? No, 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 not that one. The one outside of the gate. Oh, okay. Going toward the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the monorail. The, I went and got a nice coffee, and I picked up the thing. The canister was warm, and then just to test it, I poured some on the ground. Some on the steam ground, came out? And I poured it on my finger, and it was, the, warm. It was so warm, like disgustingly warm. That's revolting. Yeah. So I can't believe Disney lets them get away Orlando with that. Orlando Sun. I, why can't you just put the milk in my coffee if I ask you to? I'm not that picky. Okay, that's that. No, not, not that. You're upset. I'm very upset. I'm gonna go on about it in another topic during Peter Pan. <laughs> Where it fits. Yes. announcement of the Dole Whip uh, infused with spiced rum, I thought it would be fun to think about what other dessert or drink we can infuse with alcohol. Is that the Dole Whip Plus? It's the Dole Whip Plus. Um, so I, at first I was like kind of taken back that they would put alcohol in it, but I really can't wait to try it. I would actually fly down just to go down there just to try that. So, so you guys are gonna fly down in May to come try it? Yeah, on the way there in May. Yeah, nice. All right, cool. Um, so I was thinking, what what dessert or or beverage would I change? And this is kind of out of left field here, but if you've ever gone to Kona's Cafe in the Polynesian for <laughs> why? <laughs> so they have I love this. There's no way it's the same. Okay. Anyway, so they have for dinner they have the Kona cone. And I would, the Kona cone is actually a really cool looking dessert. It's an ice cream cone that stands up on these, the, these little legs and it has cotton candy around it and usually candy on the side. So what I would do is I would actually have it in a cup so that it's not an actual ice cream cone and I would have it infused with whip, uh, pinnacle whipped cream vodka. So I, that's what I would do. I would, I would do the Kona Cone Plus. You screwed uh, us all. Well, she didn't take my dessert. She's taken some of my liquor, though. There you go. Who cares? Took my restaurant. All right. How about you, Adam? All right. So, mine would be a dessert, not surprisingly, from Boma's, or that you could also get at the Mars. Which Keith? The Mara's, honestly. The Mars. Um, and it, it would be a. I didn't really name it, but it would be an actual drink. Okay. That you can get at the pool from the pool bar at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, in front of the main pool, which I also don't know the name of. And it will be some sort of Zebra Dome frosty pina colada-esque dessert. That is awesome. And it will be ice. Pina colada, what? You will take ice in a, in a, Vitam in a Vitamix or like a crazy blender, and you'll blend it with a room, a, I don't know how to say it, but Amarula, Amarula liquor, liqueur, mm -hmm. the liqueur that's in Zebra Domes. Mm -hmm. uh, Godiva's white chocolate liqueur. Very Godiva's nice. dark chocolate liqueur. Heavy cream, chocolate syrup, and blend it with ice. Did you say white chocolate liqueur and dark chocolate liqueur? Yes. Why don't you stop beating around the bush and do a, do a milk chocolate liqueur? Because they're different things. White chocolate is different. It would change the ratio. It's nothing like it's milk both. chocolate. It's nothing like milk chocolate. Continue. Um, and then I will take the glass and you will line it in chocolate syrup and then fill it with the frosty beverage and then hit it with um, some more chocolate syrup and chocolate nib things. Can we actually make this happen for the meet up in a couple weeks. Yeah, but to. we'd have to get zebra domes. 
No. You no, don't, you're no, making this... the zebra dome in the glass. Yeah, there's no real zebra dome. But you're not going to garnish it with a little zebra dome, like, on the side? I think you would. You could. If you wanted to, it would get all funky, though. I wouldn't do that. No, I love it. I would just make a dome, a drink that is reminiscent of a liquid zebra dome because you could definitely capture those flavors mm -hmm. and almost consistency in a frozen version. I feel like mm -hmm. very nice, and it would be delicious. Very I don't know when ratios though. I didn't think that far ahead. Um, for mine, I'm doing a the uh, carrot cake cookie from Rider Stop. Nice. And I'm kind of winging this recipe right here. Okay, but I'm going all. I'm going with it. Okay. Okay. So we're doing one part Frangelico. Okay. One part because there's nuts in the cookie. One part pinnacle whipped. Okay. And we're making this like an egg cream. I didn't mention that. Okay. It's gonna be like an egg cream. Two tablespoons heavy cream and seltzer, and then garnished with carrot. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Is there gonna be carrot spices in it? Carrot yeah, spices? in the in the cream, in the cream. You. But what color is, is like, it gonna be? What's it's gonna the, be white. It's gonna, it's gonna be a white? white. It's gonna be white, but it's gonna be like an egg cream because you top it with seltzer. Why can't you blend? Why can't you juice carrot into it? Ew, no. Some carrot no, juice. No, carrot spices. How about carrot how spices? About, a little carrot juice no. and carrot no, no, and no. carrot cake spices. No, no, we're talking mm -hmm. cinnamon and nutmeg in the whipped cream and gotcha. the heavy cream. Okay. I feel I like that would it. be delish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Frangelico, Pinnacle Whip. sit in that little corner there, cinnamon, that yes. little nook. I yes. love that little nook. I love that nook. But you can eat the cookie while you're drinking the thing. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll be very happy. Nice. Oh no, here we go. And Keith. Uh, I'm gonna go with a <laughs> Lighthouse Sandwich Martini. <laughs> 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 Why do you buff? You don't like martinis? I love martinis. You don't but, like uh, Lighthouse Sandwich? What is it gonna taste like, hummus? It's gonna use pinnacles, hummus, infused vodka. <laughs> That's oh. so disgusting. You're gross. Tomato and broccoli slush, tequila. Uh huh. And it's gonna be served on a multi-grain glass <laughs> with potato chips, eight ninety-nine. <laughs> no, no, eight ninety-nine price. I'm sorry. Just with it's got a potato chip garnish. Potato chip rim. Um, yeah, it does. They have cracked potato chips that you're gonna rim the glass with. Now, I'm surprised that neither of you said the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. That's too easy. That's way that's too easy. easy. You just have... literally pour a big I could go there right now and be like, can I have a peanut butter and jelly milkshake with, with vodka in it? And, right. and they're going to say, we always make it with vodka. <laughs> oh, no. We we're not aware of that. Okay. So, the White House On this week's main topic, we're going to kind of review and go over the new uh, Peter Pan Blu-ray that just yes. came out. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And other things, as I alluded to. And Peter Pan. <laughs> Peter, uh, Peter Pan. I was super excited for Peter Pan's 60th birth birthday. Yeah. The I was, diamond edition. I was 60th birthday, that's crazy. Yeah. I was excited about the Blu-ray because the Alice Blu-ray, and this was kind of the same time period, is beautiful. Beautiful. Like the transfer and the cleanup is unbelievably nice. Probably the nicest Blu-ray that we have. Which one? Alice? Yeah. And the like, nicest conversion they did. I like think the colors this, are right, the balances are right. So. I think that this matches Alice in every way, as far as the actual movie conversion goes. Yes. You know, but this one is actually so crisp and so clean that it's a little weird to watch it. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think the Alice room works a little better. Like, you could, the background fits in, but, like, the well, cells sit on... super vivid. Yeah. Yeah, like, everything. it sits, the, the cells sit on top of the backgrounds better than this does, but we'll get into that. All right, so let's start with the packaging itself. So, 
Um, we each got a version. We have two different versions. Yep. Jamie and Keith got just the Blu-ray and the DVD, and we got the Blu-ray, DVD, and the digital copy. Um, and they have and different covers. They have different boxes. They are, I think, hor horrifically ugly. I don't love them. I don't love these covers at all. And this goes for their DVDs in general. These are really pretty bad. So there's the, just so much going on. The, the digital copy is a the face of Big Ben with Peter Shadow on it and a Tinkerbell. A Tinkerbell, and the whole thing's like in board. Embossed? Is that what you'd say? Um, yeah, it's and it's gold, and it's kind of ugly. There's a lot of gold on both of them. It's per it's ugly. It's very badly. It's designed. fine that there's a lot of gold, but like, and I get that they stick with the Big Ben scene because that's like sort of the classic. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. But wouldn't it have been cooler if they did sort of like think all the really amazing boxes for Criterion Collection movies, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like very simple, has the name of the film on it, like very simple. If they had just done the silhouette of Big Ben. You know, and then maybe off in the distance, just the kids flying by, but I, just a silhouette. I yeah. think I prefer probably the. Are there different names for this? This one says Diamond. No, they're the no, same. They're, they're all the same. I, think I, I maybe prefer the the more minimalist. Peter Shadow. Minimalist is he's very they're bad. Very they're bad. both. They, neither it's one of them. Lesser of two evils. Neither they're one not. of them follow the general rules of good basic design. No, and then they have the stickers all over them, like on the outside cover. Yeah. Like for even forget about the stickers without them. It's just so messy. God, there's so much going on. Well, Jamie peeled all our stickers off. Yeah, sure yeah you're smart. Stickers. I yeah. have to take the stickers off. So, yeah, I leave the cover on. Eventually, the stickers will actually get up. But even what, my biggest problem all the time is the stupid movie reward logo. Logo. Like, does anyone and really that need to know logo, that? And that logo. There's a logo here. A logo here. A logo here. A logo here. Here. Yeah, here. Ridiculous. There's could, like seven logos on the front of it. But thing. you could put that all in the back. Like people, if people, the kind of people that would care about that stuff could turn it over and look for it. Does anyone Are there care? Who care about that? Does exactly. anyone care that it says Disney Blu-ray in the corner? Isn't that? Isn't it's that a Disney movie, this? and this is a Blu-ray box. <laughs> right. Is anybody confused? Does anybody think that this is a DreamWorks VHS? <laughs> but the thing is, that they don't. They don't even re release the DVDs by themselves until. If anything, no. like months before after the Blu-ray comes out, they only do the Blu-ray. Do they Blu -ray. even more? They do for like Brave. Do for I know they ones, did yeah. just so they'd have the ten-dollar special at Target. Yeah, well, that's but that's they usually question, I guess, with yeah. these movies that have been already released on DVD. What came out on Tuesday? Just the Blu-ray. Just the Blu-ray and the DVD. I'm pretty sure. I don't and want to then, say like you said, a few sure. months from now. Yeah, that's typically what they've done. Two months later, disc. they'll release just the DVD. But I doubt they will because they did not release. The platinum edition of this, not that long ago. Right. Because we have it. Yes. But no, but they cleaned well, this film no, up big time. You know time. what? It must have been kind of a while ago because we well, stopped they... buying the DVDs yeah. of the movies, I would say four or five, maybe six years ago. They... And we have the DVD version of this as well. Traditionally, they do the, uh, the re releases every seven years. Right. Okay. And uh, we've only been collecting within the last seven years. Because it goes in the vault. Yes, and they traditionally do seven years. But they've so kind unless of... it was like one of the very first ones that we started buying at, you know, as collectors of the movies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it was. Was it? Yes. The. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Even, they don't really even stick to that as like a like a timetable anymore because of the whole Blu-ray conversion thing. They kind of do. They kind of do, but not really. And then they do big anniversaries. This one happened to coincide with this 60th anniversary. Which I'm sure it's the kind the... of thing when they started releasing movies on DVD, uh, Blu-ray. A few years ago, yeah. maybe they sat there and said, "Oh, you know what? Peter Pan's going to be 60 in February. We why don't we just yeah. right? They're yes. staggering the releases so anyway. Why not kind of make it? We but I didn't see a lot of of uh, maybe there are. I don't watch commercials, 
Were there a lot of commercials saying, hey, Peter Pan's turning 60 and we're releasing... I didn't see anything. Other than on like Twitter and stuff, I happened to see it that morning when I knew we were buying it. I happened to see that it was the 60th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, but which I should have probably known, but I didn't. That clearly isn't a seven-year anniversary of it. Of what? That's my point. Right. Of the last one? Yes. Like they, it, they used to do it pretty standardly seven years, right. like on the dot, mm-hmm. and they don't do that anymore. They just kind of do them on anniversaries well, when they feel like it, or if, if it comes up. The yeah. DVD, the Platinum Edition DVD, was released uh, the 6th of March, 2007. So not not seven years, but a bit. Yeah, no, actually right. seven years. But. Is that right? But you could still buy. Two thousand and seven. I think almost. it was ten, probably. Whatever. Which is almost exactly. Seven. You almost could still exactly. bought. You could easily still find them. Um. Yeah, probably. So the DVDs I mean, on eBay. Maybe. And again, I'm looking at. They're not going to have them in the store. Jumping off point, you could have gotten the DVD that was released in two thousand and seven, a new version for twenty two ninety seven. Yes. So I mean, yeah, whatever, not that much. So it's not. really, it's really released just to do the Blu-ray, clearly, and to clean up the film for its 50th anniversary, which is great. I wanted so, so I'm glad they released it. Let's jump to the quality itself. Um, I think the menu when you first log in is kind of cool. I know Andrew is a little ant about it. You love it, but I think it has the same kind of look as like the Swiss Family Robinson DVD opening, where it's like the book is open and the candle is flickering. I've seen it way too many times, and it's just like such. That one's worse, clearly. So it's Family Robinson, but it feels the same to me. Yeah, but the, I think the recreation of Neverland, that like sort of CG, it's a little bit gritty. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. could have been better. And then it goes into the different parts of Neverland, and it shows a little bit of film footage, which is kind of nice. I thought it could have been I better. Mean, whatever. I mean, what are you going to do in a menu? Exactly. Um, all right, so the film itself. You could so, make it cool. That's what you could do. Yeah, but... You I mean, could make no. it better. Yeah, but even at the... I think it's cool Best case enough. scenario, a cool menu is a cool menu. Yeah, yeah. right. That's, the menu, that's not why I'm buying it. You're right. But they... Yeah, have you, but look at the menu. old Blu-ray menu, the old DVD menu. Like, at least they created something. You know what has a good menu? It's not boring. You know what has a great menu? Pollyanna. Does it? Um, it has a great menu. Normally, it's I love it, and I just sit there and I watch it play for like an hour. It could, yeah, it could. That's, that's a weird. Borderline psychotic. It is, you, but I love it. It could have just been a still, a still photo <laughs> really from the can. film that had a play button and a scene selection button, and, uh, and that's. But that's it. not how they do things. No. Right. All right, so it's nice that they tried. The film itself, transfer is again beautiful. Andrew said already, it's a little bit wonky because the backgrounds and the cell. Are disjointed. Drawings are a little bit. You can tell that it's a painting yeah. on a painting, as opposed to being one seamless scene. Right. I can tell the difference between the animated characters and the, and the background. background. Yes, I really can tell the difference now, and I've never noticed before. The backgrounds, I have a whole new appreciation for. Yeah. Especially s- in the nursery, the details in the room and the frames on the background and the colors are popping and everything looks great. But then a character's on it and it looks. Like two different worlds. But don't you think that's expected yes. to happen? I mean, they're, they're yes. taking this old movie, yes. so well, you know. Well, if they're going frame by frame, but the colors seemed, the movie seemed, it looked different, and I don't remember the last time I watched the DVD. I'm sure they processed and filtered the hell out of it. The thing you have to remember, and this is, is that when they made these films, they knew the limitations of projection and the mm-hmm. little limitations of film and the kind of the grittiness that it laid on top their artwork and stuff. So some details didn't matter because the, the definition wasn't high enough for you to even notice. So now these things are projected at such, or being presented at such a high definition, you could see a lot of things that you probably shouldn't. 
Right. C. C. The, right. But the movie has a different coloration. Yeah. It doesn't Seems even look like it doesn't right? feel like. Yeah, the, but that might have been corrected for it. I'm saying like they know like film has a slightly like yellowish tinge to it, especially when it's an Asian. I'm movie. used to seeing it in that yellow tinge. Yes. That? So they know they probably took it all out. They probably they took the film and like tried to get it as close to the original colors as possible. But however, they might have originally animated it in mind. You know. It's going to be rejected in this format. This is what that format is ultimately going to look like. It's like watching a totally different movie with the same feel and sentimentality as the old one. Like they have the, a very similar feel, but it's like well, watching a whole other movie. It's like a record. It's like listening to maybe it's record versus CD. It is. It is. It's like listening to the wall on vinyl and then listening to it on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally either, either way. It's torment. But go ahead. <laughs> But it looked, no, I thought it looked awesome. I thought what I was drawn to, and I, I understand that shadows are a big part of the whole movie, yes. but I thought all of the shadows, even beyond Peter Pan, and I don't remember noticing this as much on the DVD, but the shadow work is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's shadow. You see everything. Like, it's the kind of thing where you're like, oh my God, like, I never saw that. Oh, no, I never saw that. It's definitely much more that. impressive, and you notice so much more, and the colors are so much brighter. Right. And I don't know. know if going back and looking at some of the other films, if they, if they kind of spent as much energy working on the shadows. Obviously this movie, since the shadow is kind of a main Yeah. It, at least in the beginning, it's a main it's a main character. So they spent a little more time on it. But they, I mean they do in general I think because the lighting is a big part of why Well I remember the it being a darker movie in general. Right. Like I feel like the whole movie used to be darker and now it's it probably was, but, but it probably wasn't darker at darker. Yeah. Especially if, if the first time you saw a lot of these films was on VHS. Yeah. And then even bumping it up to regular DVD, everything seems darker and the clarity is absolutely grittier, yes. darker, it was a fucking blurry. And obviously, oh, but it was texture. It had that, you yeah. know, it, I think the original it was Mikey Snow that did the original <laughs> Peter Pan, so it was actually it was very. I mean, it's you know to, what I mean. To this day, you know, people record say digitally. When they master stuff, they bounce it onto tape for that reason. That like, yes. there's a texture that those sort of analog elements give to things that are lost when you go like purely digital. Mm -hmm. And normally they correct And this them. doesn't look creepy. No. It's not like it looks creepy. Like you're watching an episode of The Office, but it's Peter Pan, you right. know what I mean? It doesn't look like that. No. You know, it's still a cartoon, yeah. obviously. But I can tell the difference between the characters in the background. Yes. You know, specifically when they're on Captain Hook's ship, that's when I really started to notice it. Yeah, there it really is. But I mean, in Alice, I think has much less of that. Yeah. But do you think you watched movies? Are you looking for differences now that things are being released on DVD? I am. I mean, you are right, rather. I don't it's know if I fixate. I'm looking for clarity. I'm looking for colors that pop. I'm looking for differences. Yeah. I don't remember doing that and watching it on VHS and then watching it on DVD. And you know, as we're in Blu-ray now, this is. For a lot of the films, and especially the classic ones, this is the third time I'm buying these fucking sure. movies. Yes. Yeah, but, but do you think somebody who, like, take our niece, for example, who's four years old, who this is the first time she actually saw Peter Pan. I mean, she knows who all the characters are just from going to mm -hmm. Disney. But they don't but have do you think, optical. No, but do you think that she's getting a different no. feeling of the movie no. watching it on Blu-ray than no. she would? Again, the feeling, I feel like the feeling is the exact same. I had all the same emotions watching it. Get, right. Like getting, like, tugging at my heartstrings at the very beginning when they're flying. I get the same feeling. Mm -hmm. But then as somebody who's seen the movie a million times, I'm gonna notice the difference. 
just as I did when we bought the DVD, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, this looks so awesome compared to what I was used to as a kid right. watching the VHS with that big, yeah. bulky-ass box. Just right. Yes, but the, que the question is when you, you know, they make choices, obviously, when they're remastering these, especially at the level they're able to now and this digitally. this is exclusive to Disney. This is no, this is everybody. Right. When they're making those decisions, they're putting filters and stuff on them. So the question is, did they put the right filter on it? Mm -hmm. You know. Maybe it needed more of like a tinge short, or needed a little Maybe, bit more texture. I, I think it's, 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 it's gorgeous. If you could take a screenshot at any point in the movie and it's a piece of art. Yeah. yeah, it's a piece of art. Absolutely. And I can't say that about the DVD necessarily. No. You know, you notice things in this background-wise that you've never noticed. Luckily, you know, Disney had the best background artists. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we're like blessed with that mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful movie to watch with the sound off and you're just sitting there vegging out watching it. Gorgeous. I mean, the other thing too is it's not just the but like, high definition. Where are they going to go from here? What are they going to do next? It's not just the high definition. It's the fact that you could digitally take a pic picture frame by frame, a yeah. film frame by frame, in a computer, yeah. like clean and clean it up to a level you never could before, easily and affordably. So, who knows? All right. Yeah, it's it looks phenomenal. So, overall, looks feels right. Looks a little. Looks great in a sense, but it's going to be a little bit off-putting. But maybe in time we'll get used but to it. But most people aren't going to notice. No, no, they'll no. think it looks beautiful. And they it won't. Does. Of course, it does. I mean, I'd rather have this I've than have the previous version. Because I've worn that DVD out. I've seen the platinum edition of it so many times. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm going to notice every tiny little detail. Is that you haven't watched the DVD version that came with it? No. No, no I, I'm curious about see. the side by side. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's going to be comparable. Now, is that DVD cleaned up? Yes, like this? yes, it is. It is because I'm curious to watch the Blu-ray compared to the last DVD that came out. The that's what you need to. That's what I really want to watch. I'm actually more curious. I know that that's going to be different. I want to see the DVD that came that I will never use. Yeah, that came in this box compared to the Blu-ray. Compared to no, the old DVD that will then. Yeah, it's gonna, to it's gonna be a lot different. The biggest issue is not the high definition. The we biggest issue is the, the digital restoration. <laughs> so, all right, so then there's lots of extras on this one. There's um, the little intermissions that are cute. So when you pause it, little like game things come up and little stuff. Little games and little, I don't know, random I'm little things. I'm seeing that on the back. I didn't, I didn't see that. Well, let me ask the question. What do you think the thought process behind that? Behind, you know, Disney even spending 20 bucks what do you think the thought process is in having something to entertain you while the movies pause? What that's what I can't wrap my head around. What is that? What's the purpose? Of I that? think I don't regret that they did that, but what is it? What's the reason I to do know. it? I think I mean, if anything, it's a culture, company-wise, to make everything to plus it. Yeah, to plus everything. Well, to make everything encompassing and fun. You have kids watching TV. Somebody needs to go to the bathroom. They pause it, and the other kids are entertained. And it's <laughs> it's just Disney. Did the whole thing of Disney, especially now, is their corporate message is to go above and beyond. Yep. Right. So do more than anybody else does. Sometimes you're just doing it to, for doing its sake, and this is probably an instance of that. See, but I have an issue. I, not an issue, but I can't stand pausing something. A movie. If I'm gonna watch a movie, if I had my brothers, I would start the movie, watch the entire movie without any distractions or pausing it. This seems to be buying into the fact that it's okay to pause the movie. I mean, it's, it's what, it's, it's 80 minutes long? Yeah. Why the fuck is anybody pausing it? 77 minute minutes. It's 77 minutes long, which is almost exactly like I said. We, we paused it right in the middle because I had to go bake cookie. That's true. 
Um, it's, a, it's a weird... Actually, it's funny. It's a weird is it, bonus. I want to know who it's meant for. Yeah, exactly. We, when we paused it, we had to turn it off because the thing is, who's buying this movie that hasn't seen it a million times anyway? And I, I just, but there are. Well, there, there are, are people. Smaller kids. I mean, yeah. I guess people, you know, young parents who are or Disney fans I feel like, who are buying these movies and want to introduce their children to it. That's fine, but and I don't have an issue with this whole thing. But I just don't understand what the point is of, of entertaining the kids while it's pulling. I guess maybe it's why not. Maybe it's they can do it. Why it takes can't no, it just be no a little extra magic? Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know? It's just like a little extra something, you know, that's that d- nobody else does. I would prefer if when you paused it, if there was somebody, if Captain Hook came on the screen and disparaged you for pausing a goddamn seventy-seven minute movie. Maybe oh, at some point it does. God. I didn't let it run longer. No. no. But it's like you know what, fuckers, plan. Well, this is the trend. An hour right and seventeen minutes. Yeah. Cut an hour and seventeen minutes out of your day. No, that's that's how they justify. That's how they, they try to justify essentially a forty dollar. Because right. one of those random right. extras. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I guess we've spent, to round it up, I guess $100 to own the newest version of Peter Pan in our house. Because we've spent, figure, 25 bucks on a VHS, and then 25 bucks on a DVD, and then 25 bucks on a Blu-ray. Wow. For the same fucking movie. We are sheep, man. I hate that about me. We've been, uh... But guess what? Release it on by the next Super... One. Super Blu-ray. Yeah, or next... 3D, I guess. Is this no. fucking 3D? No. Is yours 3D? No, there is no 3D. Oh, okay. But the, di- the digital, digital copy really is the next step, and that's why we always buy the digital copy ones and have it on our Apple TV to stream whenever we want. Nice. Which is great. I did not opt for these. So Are they just going to keep coming out with new formats forever? Yeah. Yes. Forever? Well, it's going it's, it's to move digital, and that's probably But what if it, But them. once it's digital, then what? Like that's super it. digital? Or? Yeah. No, they'll just... Because oh. now we have it on digital. Do no, we ever have to buy it again? Five or six. They'll change a format and it will be clear. Yes. Yeah. It's really getting in between. Yeah. Yeah, it's the really 3D bothering. thing is probably the next time. It's going to be 8K super bit thing, and you'll spend another 25 bucks on it. And us, like fucking assholes, are lining up with our $25 here. Take, make my money. Yeah, yeah, I want to see it again. You, you've seen our DVD collection. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Because we're, we're slaves to commercialism. Convert them all. To only, a file going, and get rid of them. I'm only doing laser disc from now on. I'm only watching things. I was going to go with beta. I may go beta. Yeah. All right. So there's lots of extras. Besides that, um, let's talk about some of these awesome extras that this have. This thing is really loaded with stuff. Yeah, chock full of yeah, stuff. Full of stuff. All right, let's go with deleted the deleted scenes. Okay, so we have two deleted scenes, which essentially are them zooming in on photos of the storyboards and getting people who have no acting experience whatsoever to act to play the parts. No speaking experience. All right, so the first one is Journey Home, which describes, which is a a, a continuation of the ending where they fly the ship all the way back to London and some stuff happens and they drop Wendy off and Peter and Wendy say goodbye to each other. It's completely unnecessary and I'm glad it got cut. Yes, it is. Because... They, they, better. they prefaced yes. it with, well, there's another adventure that they encounter. Yeah. Yes. So you have the natural arc and the necessary finale of everyone, and it seems organic. Totally. But then, I guess at some point, when they were storyboarding it or scripting the movie, they had some bullshit problem that they run into after they've defeated Hook. Yeah. With a cloud that and looks it like a cloud. Right? Yeah, it's a cloud. And yeah, it's and it's just, like, really? And yeah. Wendy is scared by a shooting star. 
Um, I kind of wish that Wendy got a, would have gotten hit by the shooting star. I applaud them for not even animating this beyond storyboard. The woman who played Well, Wendy that's the thing with this. animation. They couldn't. Like, they have to plan that movie exactly right. how they're going to animate and they, it. They, they made the yeah. right decision. Of course. There would be nothing. It was superfluous. There would be yeah. nothing that was gained from but this. But it's cool it's to so see weird. that after totally. all these years. I it's a cool... I like that they do that. And the images are actually kind of neat, you know? Like, Tinkerbell doesn't look like Tinkerbell at all. Well, none of them look like it. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. I just can't believe the actors. The amazing now. voice actors. All right, so so speaking of amazing voice actors, let's jump to the second deleted scene, second final, <laughs> which is the alternate arrival scene, um, where essentially it's a kind of different take on the Lost Boys running into I'm Wendy sorry, and the Peter. boys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shoot her. Lost Goombas. So this is done. I'm sorry. Tony Soprano's in Neverland. Yes, with people doing really bad Staten Island accents. And I can't imagine that they don't say one way or the other with either of the deleted uh, scenes when this voiceover was recorded. Yes. But it almost seems like it, they're going for humor. Yes. No, now that's the thing. Was it just like some, they did it because they like, oh, it's not a big deal. No one's really going to watch it anyway. Let's just be funny about it. Like, did they know that they were doing right. that? Because it's so obvious. With a very yeah. It seems like one of the, kind of yes. Yeah. To, to sell the story. And you would not have even noticed because you've been kind of concentrating on the story aspect. The second scene, and I can't even tell you if there was anything about the voicing in the first deleted scene, it was probably just a normal voice. But the second one, I have to assume that they were being ridiculous. I think that one of the person in charge of this Blu-ray release went home for Christmas and was like, fuck, I forgot to get voice actors right. for this. And their home happened to be the middle of Staten Island. And, and they just recruited they some boys from the neighborhood to come over and record the dialogue. Hey, Peter! We're sitting over here, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, and we got no mothers. There's no fucking mothers anywhere here. And we got to figure out I'm what we're going to do. I'm sorry, Peter. I didn't mean to Peter. shoot Wendy. Because apparently it was Peter Pan, not Peter, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. All right, so we'll play a clip of that right now. Indians and pirates. Indians and pirates. Nothing but Indians and pirates. If only something exciting would happen. Yeah. I wish Peter would come back with another bedtime story. You know, I don't think Peter told that last one right. How could Cinderella eat three bears with glass slippers? Tink! Hey, it's Tink! Hey, Tink, tell us about the nursery. Did you hear another story? Where's Peter? So following that, there's also some deleted songs. Um, These are included on the on the uh, DVD. These are old yes. from the last one, but they're still very interesting. They're fun. And the one, the Never Smile at a Crocodile is a version recorded by, do you know the, the guy's name? The fat guy from Toby Tyler. Yeah, who's awesome. And from Babes in Toyland, but just the jolly fat guy. Yeah. Aww. And he, uh, but that you one's actually, I love that guy. The, the video guy. for it is like, is just like a lot of like old sketches and stuff like that. Um, and it's really, it's kind of actually neat. Well, let me ask and you they, a they, they pump some fonts in and make it a little bit fun. So basically, everything beyond now is released on the DVD. Yeah. Do you think that, that there's enough on the Blu-ray, special feature-wise, to justify somebody buying the new one? No. Well, we'll get into the end, but no. Well, no, wait, was the actual, was the, uh, was the Nine Old Men? 
No, no, that's no, no. new. No, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. There are there's a whole there's some new, more exclusive stuff, but not a lot. Not no, a lot, but no. the problem is the good exclusive stuff was already out, done. When you take so out like new. the backstage pass stuff, like with Walt, the in Walt's world's words or whatever, what that was on the DVD too. Right. That's if what I'm If you take saying. all yeah. those off, the only new things are like the nine old men. The nine old men and and the maybe the deleted scenes, but I don't remember. I don't remember I don't the remember. deleted scenes. Yeah, I might not seen them before. They might have been on there. No, the, the, they're the new ones, but let's let's continue. Um, so Never Saw the Crocodile's Lights, and then a kind of... Boat Swing song. Yeah, Boat Swing song, which is a little crazy Again, these were on demo. the DVD. These are on the DVD. So, they're good enough. Um, again, that's using more storyboard art for that one. Um, okay, and then you have probably the most... Ex the thing that... The biggest extra, which was the kind of short documentary growing up with Nine Men. Third mention, which is essentially a documentary um, where I think uh, Frank son, Frank Thomas's son, yes, yeah. um, interviews the kids yes of other really nano men. Of, of I, the ones I know a kids. lot of people had kind of like a problem with it. Me? I thought it was kind of boring. I, th I had a problem. With Did you? It. I, I thought it was really slight. Yeah. 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 I thought I it was good, especially how that one bitch's dad was such an asshole. I See, but I like. I, I, I kind of loved him. She's like, my dad just hated kids. Right. He I just, when he would come home, he just didn't want to hear who was wrong. He would just beat the shit out yeah, of us. Yeah, Basically, she stopped awesome. just sort of saying, we were abused children. <laughs> yeah. And I understand that it was entitled, what, it's growing up with the nine old man? Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it was kind of cool to hear her perspective. No. But this is, this is, this is the pure Disney when you put, add stuff like this. It's like pure, the, the, the vision you want to make. What right. you want to, how you, what you want to sculpt this documentary into, right. and that's what they did. But the footage wasn't enough for them to sculpt it how they wanted to sculpt it. So at the end of the day, like scenes were ending, and like, like clearly that was the best thing this person said that they could have used right. to end that scene with because they had nothing else. If they had a third party documentarian making this film, yeah. who maybe went beyond mm -hmm. just the surface. There would have been something interesting, but if Disney's doing it, yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, there's no like. I mean, but how much could these people possibly have to say? You know what I mean? Like, who really takes a vested really? interest I, in their dad's but like, job? But if my fucking dad worked at Disney, yeah, yeah but, but that's, that's the how thing. I was when, if your at dad it. works at Disney, you don't give a shit. Like right. that's the thing. You really just don't give a shit. Uh, I just feel like it's neat that somebody compiled a couple little bits from each person's childhood that related to Disney. So I'm sure they had a lot of stuff that had nothing to do with it at all. Right. That they could talk about forever. But like their dads can be super interesting. So you but have, they took little clips. You have nine. You have nine men. So you're talking about seven, maybe seven, seven, two or three kids. kids each. So you're yeah. talking about focus on the three or four kids who can give me some interesting backstory right. about what it was like to grow up with a father, a father who was, working. you know, super influential right. in, in forming the golden age of Disney. That's what I want to hear. Right. Yeah. I don't give a shit what they fucking carried in their pockets. Right. Yeah. But the, but the end I don't the, care about that. But like getting, I feel like I am more, con not more connected, that sounds trite, but I feel like I know the Nine Old Men a little bit more. Like, really? Yeah, no, totally. See, From knowing like little tiny details like that, I do. Like what? Because I don't know. I just feel like I feel connected to their families more. Like I know about their kids and. Stupid shit you know that their kids exist. That's all you go on. Yeah, but from maybe because I didn't know that before. Right. You know what I mean? But no, but the, say me, the, I just like to absorb this information. I like the one they said. You know, our kids' birthday parties. 
Yeah. The train, and we got the screen Disney movies, which obviously in the 60s or 70s, getting beyond the, the home video thing, that was a big deal. And you would have known about that because released. Frank and Ollie's kids are very vocal, and right. they've made an entire movie about well, their that's, dad. Well, that's right. Like that you would the have known anyway. Them, exactly. Well, for me, like knowing about John Lounsbury's kids... You know, they're the lawyers, mm-hmm. and they lived out in the country. I thought that was very interesting to know that he purposely it moved maybe his... could have been, but they were kind of like, I'm a lawyer, his kid's a lawyer, they're right. a lawyer. But knowing My that their dad was... Very knowing that their dad had such an interest in, like, agriculture and farming and raising animals, I thought that was kind of cool, no. considering he animated animals. It's, I don't know, I thought that was kind of fascinating. It's neat in a way, but they could have... Far, I mean, it wasn't further. great. It wasn't great by it any means. Great. Not at all. But I, I mean, I sat through and I enjoyed it. You know, for sure. I don't know. Somebody had to make a movie about that because they're all dead. It seemed like a weird extra to include on a Blu-ray if you're going to try to The reason they included it on Peter Pan is because this was the last movie that, that all nine of them worked, worked on. on. Right. I understand that. I understand the genesis of why they decided to do it. But to me, it just seemed a little... I don't know. They weren't going to go... I don't expect them to, to kind of dig up any dirt. Yeah, of obviously. course. Of course. Sure. But well, that one clearly hated her dad. There was... There's an interesting story. Yeah, clearly, that, like, hated her dad. But the thing is, somebody had to make this, whether it was... I mean, they could have made it a really boring hour-length movie. Instead, they made it a Really short, boring 35 Well, they made movie. it a kind of boring but needed to be made movie because otherwise these kids are going to die because they're all old as fuck. The now, children. Who's, yeah, they were all in their 50s. They're all, I mean, they're all in their 50s, 60s. No, they're like 70s. Yeah, maybe some of them. But some of them are kind of old. Who's, whose kids were that unlocked the um, that was the closet? That was Sybil's. Who, who's, uh, it was uh, Milt Call's daughter. Right, and they were like, oh yeah, my my, uh, yeah. my brother or my son's been looking for the... And, they and were, wasn't that amazing? Dalmatian pictures yeah. and signs on Walt, Walt Disney. Yes. And they were like, my kid's been looking for this. Well, it was like Fuck, your father's an asshole yeah. for locking this shit away. And he was, yeah. He was an at total asshole. Who knew that about Bill Call? But it there was. It was like a Disney reality. It was. It was like a sport. But the like thing is, if we started for waiting for these kid, these kids to die, because well, they're boring the fuck as fuck. All of them on screen were. were yeah. They had then, no then, what, then we get their grandkids who maybe met the once or twice, once or twice right. when they were really old and didn't have anything. Yeah. To say. No. It was a no way. It, it was, was something that had to. Decision. I think had to have been said. It might have been better said in a book. Right. Where there are images and you read about the images and their connection to them. Like, um, whose daughter was it that had the painting of her? Do you remember? Oh, it's, yeah, they had the mural that was... Not the Larson. Mural, but the but, uh, Eric Larson. Yeah, is it, yeah, is it Eric Larson? But I don't, she had said that they never finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I thought she that was, had to sit every Sunday I thought that was super fascinating, hours. like showing his extracurricular artwork. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Or, um, um, who else? was making like artwork on the side. They were that was all very interesting. And if they just had those images with the stories next to them in a book format. Well, that was the only thing that caught my attention was when they showed birthday cards. Yeah. Exactly. That they, that they had signed and there was a whole story. Yeah. Like, like not yeah. a whole story, but there was a whole illustration. Yeah. That I found was interesting. And if they'd done that like book format probably maybe. would have been better. Yeah, I think you know? that's a good idea. Yeah. Book format would have been better. Nice. But you know Peter yeah, yeah. forget about it. Forget about it, Peter. <laughs> He's a good night old man. Why do you even care? They're what all am I, a clown? Down. What do I make you fucking laugh, Peter? <laughs> it's gotta be a joke. It can't be serious. It can't be serious. And God bless him, because that was funny. I laughed. So. Adam, continue leading the show. Now you take it. Well, where, where do we... We've never actually touched on... What's your opinion on Peter Pan in general? 
It's my favorite Disney movie. Is it? Yep. Of all time? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about in the parks? I know that you just I posted... I, I know that you just posted a picture on uh, the blog, or was it on Facebook? And you said that this Peter Pan looks like he's 60 years old. <laughs> I was talking well, about the 60th it? anniversary of Peter Pan. There, there you go. go. He looked like he was actually 60. Um, I love Peter Pan, the movie as a whole. It's one of my favorites. I like its influence in the park, you know? I think it's the thesis of, like, Disney culture, you know, about being a kid forever. Well, is I it the most that. influential Disney film park-wise? No. I, I would actually venture to say that Alice is. Really? Yeah. Even with... Almost no East Coast Alice influence presence. See, yeah, I definitely would. Well, think about just in like think about Disneyland. Like, forget about the East Coast for like a second, because Alice is still in the East Coast regardless. Uh, just less mm. less so. Alice Dark Ride, Mad Tea Party, right? Storybook, Land Canal Boats. Yeah, but that you could you could put Storybook Land Canal Boats in with. Another seven. Yeah, or eight but she isn't. She's in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like its own little mini land over there. Right. At the Magic Kingdom, we have the Mad Tea Party. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, she's also in. It's a small world in California. Then uh, the back walkway. You know, during like the Halloween party and stuff, there's all the cards, and she's in every parade. And the Mad, the Queen of Hearts is the main star of the Villains Mix and Mingle. She's all over the park. But who would you say, is, as far as the parks go, concentrating on the parks, who is the top villain? Maleficent. Okay. Who are the other main... My thing is, with Peter Pan, I think it's the biggest set of three. You have Peter, you have Tinkerbell, you have Hook. Mm. I don't think there's any other film that has three characters right. that have as big a presence in the park as Peter Pan does. I agree with you. You don't think that Alice has as big of a... I mean, I love Peter Pan, don't get me wrong. Love it. I think Alice has equally as big of a... You mean Alice and then... What? Alice and the... We're going to pretend that didn't happen? The Mad Hatter. Okay. And the White Rabbit. All three of which do regular meet and greets at the Magic Kingdom. And at Disneyland. Yeah, but Tinkerbell Tinkerbell doesn't... Yeah, she has her... She has the... She has her moment. But Tinkerbell and also she has her starts moment. The, she has yeah, a moment. She does. Now, have you guys ever met both Wendy and Peter Pan together? Yes. Yeah. Well, they normally, we have no photographic. Have you ever met them separately? Of course. Don't they normally do? No, together? they don't. Well, no. I mean, Wendy's obviously never by herself, is she? No, they don't do... They only do together. When, the only time we've ever seen Wendy is during the Christmas party. Correct. We've never seen her during... Like regular park hours. Wow. She used to be yeah. a little she's more. Less, pressed, she's less. She's a lot more yeah. rare. But just watching, rewatching the movie last time, and I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched the whole movie from beginning to end. It was probably a decade ago. But watching the the film from beginning to end, it's just I, I just was overcome with this sense of Disney kind of hangs its hat on this film more than maybe any other film in their entire. Canon. What do you mean? Well, because it's big as Tinkerbell is, mm. and I still think and that she's Hook huge. Is, I mean, people underestimate that. Tinkerbell is she's got a spin huge. She's got a spinoff. She's got a whole other entity. She's got a whole set of. It's not. That's not even the same character. 
Well, that's the thing. If you watch the film in a vacuum, Tinkerbell is, at least in my opinion, a... I don't even want to say minor character. She's... She's almost a red herring in, in that yeah. she doesn't really accomplish a whole hell of a lot. But they blew her up to well, start that was a with totally Wonderful Woman Disney and everything. It was a calculated risk yes. making her the focal point of the television show. And thank God and then, it worked, of course. And then it did work. Yeah. She's she's great. She's, I don't know. To me, I mean, I think somebody says Disney and, and the first character that pops into my head is Mickey and then right after that is Tinkerbell. It's close to the film. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, it, she, she reminds me of the... Well, she was Magic. literally, literally the mascot of the of Disneyland. Right. You know, it still is. Mm -hmm. Her and, and uh, Jiminy Cricket mm -hmm. literally are. So I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Like as far as influence goes, I know that as far as attractions go, Alice holds the record for attractions that she appears on in parks throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Specifically, because she she has a huge presence in Euro Disney, yes, or Disneyland Paris, mm -hmm. and she has a huge presence in Disneyland. If anybody is just fixating on the East Coast at Disney World, you're sitting there and you're, you're going mad, you know, you the teacups, mm -hmm. which is kind of vaguely Alice. Well, not vaguely, it is. But it's more it's more the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. It's from same that movie, film, movie, but yes. character-wise, it's, it's kind of, it's vaguely Alice. And you have a huge presence of her, of course, in Epcot, you know, more so than Peter Pan. I think. Mm -hmm. You don't you think still so in the though? UK? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, she still does a regular meet and greet there, and he does not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know? Or you have Poppins. Or you have Poppins. Right. Yeah, but you Anyways, always have Alice. Sure. Alice has a posted sign with when she'll be there. Or Poppins usually does not. No, you're right. It's. I mean, it's hard to say. I guess it's sort of like neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say much. Yeah. Peter Pan's Flight is my favorite dark ride. Yeah. I love it. I agree with But that. you would agree that Disneyland is better than Disney? No, I think Disney World's Peter Pan is better. Do you? Yeah. Don't you think so? I agree. I think so. I think the scene, their star field scene is kind of like it's, whatever. It's not necessary. That's the one part where it lacks. Yeah, yeah it's just not necessary. And the audio is better in the Disneyland version? Yeah, the, no, Disney World. No, Disneyland. Is it? Yes, Disney World. Oh, the audio is kind of funny. Yeah. I think the guy playing Hook in Disney World also did the voices on the extras on this DVD. <laughs> it's the same dude. It is. It's the same motherfucker. I know? do love the Alice Star. Me! Well, me, yeah. come and save me from this crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that bitch Stephanie with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, she's mighty pretty. <laughs> uh, so this is... Back to the uh, the Blu-ray. There's some other extras too. Um, there's obviously a lot of stuff that was on the old DVD, like the backstage Disney, and that's those are probably the best extras. Yeah, I think on there. And then there's some hidden ones that are you got to dig down a little. Oh, just a little bit to find them because <laughs> they're, they're so good. But my goodness, don't. But at the same time, do. There's really some, at the same time, really do it every couple minutes of your the rest of your life. Just keep going. Yeah, we have watching the, watch a right song. Now called Neverland. A wonderful, wonderful hidden gem of a song. So the background is, which they show this lovely little bit of footage, is that um, someone dug it out of the archives, but it was just lyrics. And then Richard Sherman... Um, Who seems thrilled to be involved with this whole thing. Was it Richard? Did I get yeah. the right one? The one that's not dead. Yes, yeah, it's Richard. Okay. The live one. And uh, 
to decide to put it to music and then they decided to get Paige O'Hara to sing it and then they made a music video. Oh, they did. They I made think a music the video. Disney hipster should make their own music nope, to it. Nope, it can't be improved. No, Why it cannot be improved. There's no way. So I would just suggest that you go watch this video, whatever you do. It's amazing. Immediately. But just to set the stage, Paige O'Hara is, I think, in her prom dress. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and now she's she's a decent looking woman for her age. If I would imagine she's got to be forty eight, about no, about forty seventy eight, about forty seventy eight, and she's okay looking for that. But she's wearing either a bridesmaid's dress or her prom dress. She's wearing a hostess at a Chinese restaurant's dress. <laughs> oh That's being generous. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. We and she got her little brother, who is in hair school, to do her hair. Yes, her hair. <laughs> maybe dropped out of hair school. <laughs> he dropped out of hair school in 1987 and never learned another. <laughs> he learned thing. one lesson. He, once she got the role of Belle, he just smoked weed in her basement for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and got bitches by saying, "My sister's Belle." Listen, Belle, I can do your hair for the Neverland video. <laughs> and the song. I'll also do the voices of the Lost Boys. Just we don't focus on the video. The song has, and I counted, only 12 <laughs> words. Ten of which are the word Neverland. Right. <laughs> it's, it's miraculous. I don't even know how to do it justice. It's, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it is a comedy skit, basically. But they play it straight. They do. She is dead serious, which I didn't believe when I first saw. Andrew was She's convinced that she was, a, she was a comedian. I thought she was a comedian. I got her confused with the lady that does the voice comedian. of Meg. Meg from uh, Hercules. The uh, woman who does her voice is a comedian, I think. Right? Comedian. Comedian. Why does it have to be ma masculine and feminine? It pisses me off. But so I don't yeah. make the rules. I just follow. Some of the faces she makes are just unbelievable. Like I don't know how she she's turns serious. off a lamp at one point, yeah. and that's the funniest thing I've ever but seen. But no in my light life. goes off. Yeah. <laughs> Remains consistently lit. Which she very clearly weird. pulls the, the, yeah. the kind of rip For some reason, she lamp. just pulls it. I don't know why. What's her problem? She, turns, she, she gets distracted by stuff in the background. And then she gets distracted while she's looking at the camera. Yes. Right. She smizes a couple of times. She smizes a lot. Everything is on green screen except for one chair, uh -huh. which is a practical effect. Yes. And her and dress. I'm <laughs> confused as to whether or not they used the green screen as they originally intended or if they just based it on her expressions, like where she pretended to be afraid, if they kind of put something shocking in the background just to justify, so if somebody was watching it saying, oh, she's startled because... Captain Hook is in the background. Right. Even yeah. though it doesn't sync up. She uh -huh. looks very confused. Even a little bit. And it's very Jenna Maroney. Yes. She looks like she's about to bust out in a muffin top. That's true. Oh my god. The only, the only one who looks more confused than her is us watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would play a clip here, but it does not do it justice. You need to watch the video. Oh my god. Just watch it. I'll put it on YouTube or on uh, DisneyHipsters.com. That's mm. pirating. Sure. Well, I'm sure I can find it no, on YouTube. No, but it's YouTube. fine. It's Peter Pan's. They're, they're pirates. It's pirates. Oh, it's pirates. You should look scared. There you go. And oh. then, there, ah. then there's also a cover of Second Star of the Right with, with, by, T -Squad. Our, by T Squad. From their debut. This album. is my favorite Debbie music CD. video ever made. Oh, yeah, it's a CD. It's Sorry. a CD. Doesn't say what the. Because they still press CDs. My guess Nowadays. is they never actually. I feel like this is probably CD. really old, and we just think it's new. Is it? But it, it was probably from the DVD. I mean, no, it was, it was from the DVD. What, so when was, was Honey Boo Boo born? What's his name? Boo Boo Child. Boo Boo Child. Boo Boo Owl. Boo Boo Wolf. Yeah, from Boo -Boo Twilight. Jackson. 
Is that really who was in the video? Yes, that's what Dakota said. I, we couldn't figure out if he was a boy or a girl. It's a boy. But I don't think he can figure out. And yeah. he looks like 12 years old in that. He well, is he older age. now? Yes. How old is he now? Oh, he's younger now. What a stupid well, question. Come on. Well, it could have been made a couple You're weeks ago. Even if he was, he would have be been older now. Shut up. <laughs> it's true. They sat there and talked about whether or not he was a boy or a girl. Or Asian no, or white. I'm looking or... at the special features on the Platinum Edition DVD released in 2007. One of the special uh, features uh -huh. listed in 2007, T-Squad music video. <laughs> in in, apost in uh, quotes, the second star to the right. Duh. So. Duh? No, it's actually the. I just uh, tripped over my word. Duh. Um, so, so it's at least uh, now was that one, did that one include a full song because this one did not no I this I one think really that was the full song it was a minute and 30 second song it was a chorus and a half it was only a chorus and a part of a bridge and yeah. that was it but I think that's all there actually was that's and break dancing by boo boo child mm. there was a little bit good of break, break dancing by he shit so overall I think the um the extras that were added per this blu-ray Definitely do not justify no. buying it. No, you're buying it for the uh, conversion. For the but the conversion. Yeah. But the yeah. conversion is great. So I would recommend buying it. I would not recommend it if you are more interested in the extras. Mm -hmm. Or T-Squad. Or T-Squad. If you're a huge T-Squad fan, you're not seeing anything. You're the really extras doing. that were on the DVD, like the backstage Disney stuff are great, but they're on the old DVD, so that's fine. And you have to pause it. Yeah, and pause it. That part's okay. Yeah. T Squad's album is available for eleven dollars and forty eight cents. Right? On eBay or on, an, no, on no, iTunes? Their debut CD. What about uh, iTunes? It just parenthetically says album. I want their debut adorable. album. Their debut CD. Vertical, no sleep till summertime. Flip, believe parents just don't understand. I have to imagine is a cover. <laughs> I hope so. But I don't see they have second star to the right. So, oh no, I'm sorry. There it is. It's buried. It's the number nine track. Wow, is that second to last or last? So we'd well, also there's 13 songs on there. Oh fuck! We'd they also recommend that you go on iTunes. <laughs> we're not talking because we're dancing. <laughs> it's a T Squad dance party here at Disney Hipster Headquarters. It's limited time magic. T Squad dance. The song party. it's two minutes and forty nine seconds in, the, in its entirety. Now, but the one on the DVD is only a minute and it fifty seems seconds. Much less than that. They should sign him up for. They uh, cut out the guitar solo. Epcot. Slash is on it. Yes, they are. They are performing right after Pearl Jam at the summer <laughs> rock, <laughs> rocket <laughs> rocket series. Epcot. So we're right. opening up at Wrigley Field. <laughs> hey, Marsh. <laughs> so buy the. I'd say buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Everyone agree. Yeah, buy. And buy. also buy um, T Squad's debut CD on <laughs> iTunes. I, I, I don't know. When don't it's buy it on iTunes. I would assume it already dropped. It probably dropped. It, oh, dropped, it probably it dropped, dropped in 10 2007. Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. If you want to follow our daily blog post, go to DisneyHipsters.com. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DisneyHipsters, Twitter at DisneyHipsters, Tumblr, and all that good stuff. Don't forget to come to our first official Northeast meetup on February 23rd Woo! at Cornerstone Lounge in Brooklyn, starting at 530. We're going to have... Uh, Drinks inspired by the Disney standard bar menu, trivia, background music loop contests, but mostly we're going to be getting drunk and geeking out about Disney World with our friends from This Happy Place blog and Mouse on the Mind blog. Yeah, thanks. Come out. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I love you making me a lot.
Mishikawa Wawa? Miss Nikki Mishikawa. Boo Boo Shikawa. An actress who has made appearance. Boo Boo Stort is a martial arts artist and actor. He's appeared in. Goodbye, guys. Bye. I'm still recording, though.